Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Wow, what a interesting, eventful, and memorable 4th of July weekend that just passed us by. And, you know, it's really in the rearview mirror for a lot of people that do work in law and policy because it's time to get to work. And so coming up this week, the Texas legislative session has started, uh, well, it's about to, is starting uh, momentarily this week. And there's a lot to talk about. You know, there was people wanting to know what was going to be on the call, what some of the issues were going to be in, in the focus. And so that's going to largely be the subject of our Texas Values Report edition today. And I'll spend a little time towards the end of that, though, talking about some wrap up on how we did financially, how so many people stepped forward at the end of our fiscal year last year and helped make us uh, leave us in a strong place to finish out our fiscal year and start strong for July for this special session. But I'm excited today because we've got a great guest that's gonna help us figure out what's gonna happen during the special session. And that's Representative Mays Middleton. And many of us refer to him as Chairman Middleton. He is the chairman of the Texas Freedom Caucus. He hails from House District 23 in uh, the Southeast part of Texas, not too far from the Houston area and not too far from the Gulf Coast there. And he is in his second term, served on many committees during the recent legislative session and his first session before. Uh, and he's also, as I like to remember and, and talk about, he is a proud graduate of the University of Texas for undergrad and University of Texas Law School. Chairman Middleton, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Hey, thank you for having me on, Jonathan. Well, look, this is a time of year you and I were talking about, you know, a lot of eyes on what's happening in the Gulf Coast and the tropics, always make sure and wanting to keep people safe, keep them aware. You know, I grew up in that area. I know that's, you know, always central in the focus and people just want to make sure they know what to do on short notice sometimes. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of focus this week, I would imagine, from your district on what's happening away from the district, if you will, at the state capitol. And that's because the special session is happening this week. As a matter of fact, we do have some information from Governor Abbott. The official call has been released and he has listed several items. And I know last week, you know, the Freedom Caucus put out a letter asking for certain issues to be talked about. And so I want to get into some of that into a little bit of detail but you know, look, just coming into this special session uh, hasn't been that long since the general, but I think a lot of people stay, have stayed pretty engaged and they'd like to see some good things get done. Well, I appreciate you having me on today. And I just want to uh, thank Texas Values for all of your hard work this past session. We, you know, we helped deliver a lot of victories here for faith, family and freedom. And, you know, Texas Values remembers that, like it says in our Declaration of Independence, that we are endowed by our creator, certain inalienable rights. So you know, the left wants us to believe that our rights are from government. They're not, our rights are from God. And that's what Texas value stands for. So, you know, that fight's always gonna continue. We had a bunch of pro-life victories this session, like the heartbeat bill and the abortion ban trigger bill. And, you know, I just had my, my fourth child the other day, our first little girl. And if that- That's is, right. I, mean, I sent you a congratulatory text, but it seems like it was several weeks ago. You're right. It's such a blessing, you know, and if, isn't, if that isn't that vivid reminder that life is our most precious gift from God, you know, seeing, seeing my baby born and uh, it, it just overwhelms you. But that's what we're fighting for, that next generation. Well, no, there's no doubt about it. And, and there is a lot for people to think about what happened during the regular session. And it didn't end that long ago, right? The heartbeat law 
we had an event in the Houston area in Dallas, San Antonio and Fort Worth, wherever we would go, people were very encouraged. I know you were going to try to make it to, to the event. I think that's the day your daughter was born or right. It was, that, yes. Right, I, I, I wanted to be there. Uh, and so I, I'm trying to remember if I remember the date, June 23rd, the 21st was the day she was, 21st. Born, was still in the hospital. That that's day. right. It was a Monday. No. Well, I just, look, we have a lot left to do, though, so that's, and I'm glad we're back to work here. Uh, the Freedom Caucus sent a letter to Governor Abbott requesting 11 items be placed on the call. We saw six of them placed on the call. Uh, obviously, the Fair Play Act is a big priority uh, of Texas values and the Freedom Caucus and myself and what that is saying, look, only boys should play boys sports, only girls should play girls sports in both high school and higher ed as well. Uh, in our colleges. That's a huge problem that's growing. Uh, we've got to get that done. That was Representative Valerie Swanson's bill, a fellow Freedom Caucus member this past session. And the bill unfortunately did not pass. Uh, we got to make sure we finish the job in the special session. And that's on the call. Uh, there are several other items on the call, including property taxes. Um, we have election integrity. That's a big one. That's where the Democrats walked out on the job. They literally took their voting keys and walked out on the job, and now they're complaining that, well, you know, they think everybody should still get paid even when they don't show up for work. I'm sorry, that's wrong. So uh, it's great to see yeah, look, integrity on the call. They got, I mean, the governor got uh, the Democrats' attention on that, and, you know, the, the votes were there. I mean, and so it's just a matter of time, and so they've just you know, added more work for everyone and likely to see some maybe stronger provisions in regard to election integrity. So let's talk about what's on the call. So I got the list in front of me. We'll try to put a link to it or put it up, up on our website. We put out a press release earlier, like the Freedom Caucus. We sent a letter out last week. We had an email alert encouraging people to contact the governor's office. We know a lot of the issues we work on. He's already supportive, but it was a way for his office to see, yeah, there's a lot of people that are with us on this issue, so let's do it. So let's go down the list. Bail reform, election integrity, border security, social media censorship, Article 10 funding. That's about funding the legislature and agencies, uh, something that, that he vetoed um, at the end of the session. Family violence prevention, youth sports. This is the issue about biological boys only playing in girls sports. Huge issue that just continues to get a lot more attention. Abortion-inducing drugs legislation. This was something that didn't get done during the regular session that relates to an abortion pill. Sometimes they're using mail service and um, and you're not having a lot of good information shared with, with young people before these things happen with dangerous side effects. Uh, 13th check. I'll let you explain what that means about the retirement system. Critical race theory looks like it's going to get strengthened a little bit more even so than Steve Toth bills, 3979, appropriations, property tax, and so, you know, some really big ticket items, but things that a lot of uh, supporters across the state were interested in, a lot of Republican voters, I'm sure some of these issues are bipartisan. And so, you know, it, largely it's, I think it's fair to say the governor, the governor heard the voices of Texans and responded. And six of those, you know, were on our, our Freedom Caucus letter to the governor, you know, like the uh, strengthening the ban on critical race theory, which is frankly, a, a dangerous idea where people are being taught that children are born racist. Uh, and it gets totally away from what Dr. Martin Luther King said, that we must be judged on the content of our character and not the color of our skin. And that's exactly the opposite of what critical race theory teaches. You know, the Social Media Censorship Act, uh, we need to stop social media like Twitter and Facebook from censoring people just because they're conservative. 
That's why that bill is so important. There's a pro-life group in my district called Anchor Point, and they raised most of their funds off Facebook, and they were really concerned that they were going to be essentially defunded because they were going to be censored on Facebook. So that's a critical, critical reform for the faith, family, and freedom movement. Uh, obviously, border security is another huge issue. I mean, it is out of control right now. Illegal crossings on the border are up a thousand percent. That's just the apprehensions that we know of. Border security is national security. We have to do more on that. You know, we allocated more money this past session. It's actually a record. So it went from 800 million in the 2019 session to 1.1 billion this session. We've never spent that much before, but we have much more to do. So that's why that's on the call. Uh, so lots of different things we got to get done this session. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, we're doing what we were elected to do. And it's a really simple mission. It's do the right thing, work hard, and leave the results to God. Well, we're talking with Representative Mays Middleton, the chairman of the Texas Freedom Caucus, which is a collection of members of the state legislature that focus on a lot of the issues that Texas Values focuses on, these principles of faith, family, and freedom, and a few more. Uh, chairman Middleton, let's talk a little bit of logistics about the special session. And you look, if, for those that are watching on Facebook, like this video, share it, put it in a group. And if you can see them, you know, it looks like comfortable settings you've got there. And, but eventually you're going to have to, to make that trip to Austin and get into that office and get with your team. I've seen the Lieutenant Governor's already put out a tweet. He's ready to gavel in uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. and get to work. He says they're ready to pass all the items on the governor's call. They've got the votes for that. And so, but uh, he says hearings are going to start in the Senate on Saturday. I imagine from what I'm seeing, the House is going to gavel in at 10 a.m. Tomorrow, um, talk. To, uh, a lot of people don't realize how does a special session work. Let's talk just about some of just the basic general details, uh, the function side of a special session. This will be my first one. You know, I've yeah. never been through a special session before, so I guess I'll find out. But you know, uh, we have a short thirty-day window. They cannot be longer than thirty days, and the bills that are passed cannot be outside of the subject matter of the call. So, meaning whatever is on the the call of the special session by the governor is all we can pass. Um, so that, that, those are the main guardrails that we have yep. on a special session. You know, the big question is, is will the Democrats show up for work? I don't know. Uh, I hope so, because if they don't, the entire legislative branch is defunded starting September 1st. So there is no more money for the legislative branch if they don't show back up for work and make a quorum. And, you know, they, they didn't. They walked out on the job at the end of, end of the session uh, back in at the end of uh, – uh, I guess the last day of, of May is when they walked out. But look, I mean, uh, there were other things that, that got killed too. Uh, we had the 1776 Commission that was uh, teaching about our founding documents and founding principles uh, in our public schools. That was another bill that didn't make it. You know, bail reform didn't make it where you're seeing dangerous criminals let on the street and Harris County especially is, is one of the worst offenders on that with no cash bail. But there are a couple other things that are not on the call that we were hoping to see on the call as a Freedom Caucus. Obviously, one of them is uh, the ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. So that's the corrupt and yeah. yeah. I will let you talk about that a little bit. And just sort of background, it's my understanding the governor could add things to the call exactly. along the process. That doesn't mean he will or he's required to. But a lot of times there can kind of be discussion. Okay, this is the initial list, but that doesn't mean that he might add other things. Um, talk to us about the the, uh, the issue of taxpayer-funded lobbying and a ban on that. I know this is something you ran for office for. It means a lot to you. We support the issue, too, but lay it out for us. So it's not on the call now. 
It could be later. It could be on a future call because we know we're coming back in a few months in the fall for redistricting. There could be other items on that call. But what taxpayer funded lobbying is, is where it's your local tax money going to Austin lobbyists pockets that are then lobbying against you and for higher taxes. So, you know, these lobbyists are using your tax money to not just advocate for higher property taxes. They wanted a state income tax, so they, they lobbied against the ban on a state income tax. They even lobbied against election integrity, which is another Republican priority. So your own tax money is being used against you. And frankly, at the end of the day, we don't need an Austin lobbyist middleman. We were both on the local level and the state level elected to represent you directly. And we don't need that. And it's a waste of $40 million a year. That's approximately how much is spent on taxpayer-funded lobbyists in Austin. And I can tell you right now, those lobbyists on Congress Avenue do not represent your community's values. So well, and look, the, you know, the Sherman Milton, I mean, the local government is in existence because the legislature gives it authority to be. They, they are um, accountable to the state government. It's not the same dynamic of the federal and state government. We've talked about this a few times before. And so sometimes people get sort of confused and, you know, well, why can't the local government do this? And that's not the way the state is set up. And to your point, you've got representatives from your area like yourself, 150 House members, 31 Senate members that go to Austin to represent what's best. And I see it a lot of times in the public education system. You've got a lot of lobbyists that are paid by school districts, um, you know, that uh, work with entities like TASB that a lot of times are working against or I feel like have a, an opinion about what the law is and where it should be that goes against our values. And so substantial concern there. We'll see if that happens. If it gets added to the call, there'll be a lot of talk about it. the session doesn't have to last 30 days. So, right. It doesn't could get wrapped up sooner. If we pass it all up front, then we don't have to stay 30 days. Although I think that we will be, you know, it's quite a long list. So, so we'll see. I mean, I'd love to pass it quickly and get back home and, and get back well, to, get back to this new baby that I've got at home. But, you know, we're, we're there to fight and we're there to do our duty and we're there to, to make sure that conservative values are put into action in your state government. And that's why we're coming back. And I'm excited to, to come back and make sure a lot of those priorities that didn't get done in the regular session get done in the special. Obviously, another really important priority that, that didn't get done was the ban on gender modification, drugs, and surgeries on minors. Um, now, I said there's six Freedom Caucus uh, priorities that were on the call, you know, that, but there may be a seventh. So under one of the items for the special session, uh, it says this, that it's to prevent family violence uh, and, and child abuse. So uh, I think that's item, the third item maybe on the call. So I think there's a decent argument uh, to saying that the ban on gender modification fits under that uh, child abuse uh, definition that's in the special session call, because it is. You know, anytime a minor is given sex change drugs or sex change operation, it's fundamentally wrong, it's immoral, and that is child abuse, period. So I think that actually may fit under the special right. session call. I think that's going to be talked about a lot. I think you make a great point, and even though you and I have a law degree, you know, and sometimes that that's us looking at those words and seeing, could it mean this? Could it mean that? And a little, I think a lot of other people are going to have the same thought, whether they have that legal background or not. But that's why it's important to have your representation at the state capitol, your leadership with the Freedom Caucus. And, you know, look, since the legislature gaveled out signing die at the end of May, states like Florida and others have passed laws on the save women sports issues and others. 
And so we'll certainly be in prayer for our friends out in Florida as Elsa descends on that state, the hurricane or tropical storm. But we know in the past uh, month or so, a lot of states have addressed some of these issues that we see on the call for Texas. And so an opportunity to take care of some unfinished business. And so speaking of unfinished business, I know you're going to be getting ready soon here to get on to Austin. And so we wish you well. Hope you have safe travels and look forward to working with you soon. And thank you, Chairman and Representative Mays Middleton, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. I sure appreciate it, Jonathan. Thank you for having me on today. All right, great. Well, we're going to wrap up here in a minute as uh, Chairman Middleton gets ready to pack himself up and maybe his family. Obviously, that new baby will probably be staying at home. But boy, that's tough, isn't it? Right. When you got a new baby at home, you got to get on the road to do the work that we do. But I'm sure they'll find ways to stay close. And I know family is so important to Representative Middleton and his wife and children. So, but look, I mean, I, we sort of ran over it, right? The list of what's on the call, the special session. Uh, in some ways, it's, you know, you could say it's robust. I mean, it's a lot to do in 30 days, but it doesn't have to be. And, and I'll hear people say this sometimes on some of our issues. You know, they spend too much time on this issue or y'all are wasting a lot of time on these issues that don't really matter. And obviously, that's not my opinion on the issues that we work on, but it doesn't take that long to pass a bill. Okay, you have a hearing one day, have the vote the next day, send it over to the other chamber, a couple of days, two, three days. I see the Senate. Sometimes it's like a miracle the way they they get things done. Um, And so, you know, it doesn't have to take that long. It just depends on what what members want to do, what the leaders in the different parties and the chambers want to do when they decide they want to get something moved quickly. It usually happens that way. And, And we certainly are grateful when the issues that we work on are the benefit of that type of effort and that type of pace. But uh, so my part of my point is 30 days is enough time to get all these things done. I mean, you've got plenty of space there, members, time to have committees. A lot of these issues have been addressed in the regular session. So there's not a whole lot of new arguments that'll be made, maybe some, uh, excuse me, a new information. But so we'll see how they handle it. Uh, Unlike Chairman Middleton, uh, I have been a part of numerous special sessions. And so, uh, you know, they all kind of have different, um, you know, personalities to them as well. And sometimes you'll see the governor, if everything doesn't get done in the 30 days, uh, they'll turn around and call another one like right after that, because, you know, some people think that it uh, that they weren't serious. And so we'll see. I mean, that might be something Abbott decides to do if everything on this list doesn't get done or. Um, a lot of time gets wasted or there are stalling tactics uh, by people that oppose these efforts, which you know really is a big reason why there's a special session is because of some of the actions of some Democrats on mainly on the issue of election integrity. So we'll see how things go. But, you know, starting on Thursday, 8 a, excuse me, 10 a.m., uh, the gavels will drop, so to speak, and things will get uh, down to official business. Our team will be there. Texas Values is always going to have a member of the team when the legislature is in session. That includes the special session. So we are going to have our team involved there. We've been prepping for it for quite some time. You know, we took a little bit of a break or caught our breath a little bit um, the past couple of weeks, but we knew that this was a possibility and it was a possibility that it could be sooner than later. We might have gotten our action alert last week. We didn't know what day the session was going to be. Um, when we started prepping, but then eventually we did. And so as soon as we knew, we tried to get together an action alert, putting out an opportunity for you to communicate with your elected officials to let them know what you want to see on the call. And so one of those is on the call, the Save Women Sports issue. Um, Look, we're always looking for pro-life efforts 
And so the bill, excuse me, the reference to Senate Bill 394 about the abortion inducing drugs and having some standards in place, some safety standards and guidelines on that is incredibly important, particularly with what we see the Biden administration doing on these issues and changing course from what the Trump administration did. We still have some control at the state level that we can be involved in. And with this legislation, um, this was a bill by Senator Eddie Lucio, Democrat. People think sometimes it's just Republican that Republicans that file this bill. It's not a lot of Democrats that uh, support pro-life bills or even file them, but you'll see it from time to time. And Senator Lucio is certainly one of those very strong in his faith, very vocal about his pro-life witness and support and uh, in his history. And so we'll see how that goes. That's a bill that Texas values supported as well. We were disappointed to see that it didn't get done. We thought there was enough time. So it's great to have another opportunity to do that. But as I mentioned, uh, I know Florida and maybe a few other states did pass and sign into law bills that address the women's sports issue, uh, making it clear that biological boys have to be in boy sports and girls and girl sports. And a lot of the state, uh, Senate Bill 29 was about the which birth certificate to use. And this one is about the one that is closest at birth. That way, if someone alters it later, they're not, you know, really um, using that as an, as an advantage or a different way to have something different on their birth certificate than was their, um, the sex at birth, and then allowing that to be used. We want a consistent standard that relates to the sex at birth, um, just to do the best to have fairness when it comes to these issues. And, you know, you look at the Olympics and some of these other stories, there is a difference between men and women. Um, we've seen at least one athlete involved in some of this discussion about competing at the Olympic level that, um, you know, where these issues have come up and the concern that's brought into people's mind. So that's going to be a big deal that Texas Values is going to be working on quite a bit. And the opportunity is there to get something done. But look, you can come to the Capitol. We've got some great videos, some training videos that we recorded and hosted during the special, uh, excuse me, the regular session. The rules are really the same in a lot of those ways, right? Signing up to testify at hearings. Uh, you usually get about three minutes using the electronic system. Um, I don't think that they have the COVID tent set up. So it doesn't sound like that. And you weren't required to be tested for COVID during the session, but there were some parts of the Capitol um, where you testified or had access to that you might have. And so I think a lot of that's gone away. So I'll make sure that our staff is well aware of those rules. But I just that whole construction of temporary tents that was on the north side of the Capitol is gone. And so that's my uh, uh, assumption is that you're not going to see any of that. But um, so, but look, we want to have you at the Capitol if you can. You want to come by our office. You want to let us know ahead of time. You want to check out some of our training videos so you're equipped. Um, it's not just about the work we do. It's about the work we do together with you and you getting in touch with people, your elected officials, your Senate, your House member, calling the governor's office, the speaker's office, the lieutenant governor's office. And look, a lot of times they're friendly. It's not that you have to be hostile, but it gives them uh, really evidence that there's a lot of support for what they're already doing. And a lot of times the media ask about that. They'll ask, are y'all getting phone calls? Are you getting emails on these issues at the governor or lieutenant governor's office? And so, uh, but look, thanks again last week for supporting us at the end of our fiscal year. Um, in order to do the work that we do, we do have to pay our bills. We are a nonprofit organization. We're a business in the sense that we have full-time employees and contract workers that do work for us. And in order to have the high-level staff that I believe that we have to do the professional work that we do, you've got to be able to take care of your team and you got to be able to put that money back into the work. And so, so much of that work is going into the people, it's going into the research, it's going into the analysis, 
the press releases, the digital media, all the things that we do to connect with people, to educate people, to, av- uh, to educate people, to connect with people. That's something that we're able to do more because of the increased resources of people investing in our work. And it really was at a historic level uh, last week and just can't say enough about how grateful, particularly going into a special session. We knew it just felt like it was going to you know, matter and count a little bit more immediately. Right. And, and so you're going to see that work on the ground this week at the Texas Capitol. We'll have live reports and we'll have uh, updates on social media. And, you know, look, you see our videos, share them, put them up in your group so more people can find out about them and get connected with the work that we do. And remember, we have two openings. If you're looking for work, you have somebody that knows someone that does. We have a director of operations, a full time salaried position available. We've got a full time communications position that's opening. And unfortunately, uh, Greg. Uh, McCarthy from our team, he's about to be heading on to law school. So we're going to be losing him pretty soon here. That's going to be a gap to fill. So we're always looking for uh, new people, though, to be a part of our work. And we know that the demands of our work is what goes along with this. And so, look, we're in a new fiscal year, but it's a great time to give as well. You want to support us, go to TXValues.org. Make that tax deductible donation today. You can help us protect faith, family and freedom in Texas. And there is still a little bit of unknown about what's going to happen during the special session. I mean, you've got to call that kind of clears things up and puts things into a lot of focus, but there still can be a lot of moving parts. As you heard Chairman Middleton say, you know, we don't know what the Democrats or people that oppose some of these issues are going to do. I imagine the issue that's going to get probably a lot of attention is election um, integrity or election security, depending on um, what you read of how it's described. The Save Women Sports issue, there is going to be a lot of focus on that from the media, from the opposition. And so um, we're ready to stand right where we need to be uh, to have an impact on that issue. And, you know, that's getting in touch with friends like our guest from last week, right? Best Delzer, Save Women Sports, uh, who I imagine will try to get her engaged in some way in her team here at our state capitol or virtually one way or another. But look, I hope you had a great Fourth of July and, you know, had a little time to get some rest, reflect on the freedoms we have. Now we're back to work. You know, to make sure that those freedoms are protected and make sure that we continue to protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.